All right. You should have received a handout tonight and your study guide. Now, the study guide, um, we'll not get into that this evening, but you also want to find your place in the book of Proverbs chapter 1. Proverbs chapter 1, we're not going to get very far this evening, but I do want to get going and uh, we'll make some progress tonight. You should have received uh, your handout. So you have a study guide, you should have received that, and then you should also have received a handout for tonight. We won't make our way through that entire handout this evening in the time that we have. If you don't have one, raise your hand. There are some ushers in the back who have them. All right, looks like everybody's got one. Now, let me ask you a question. How many of you filled out your study guide from our study on the simple? Raise your hand if you did. All right, good and high. Come on, hold it up there. All right, good job. All right, I didn't ask that last Sunday night. Some of you were like, Pastor, you didn't ask. Well, I was, I was a little scared to, honestly. <laughs> I was a little afraid uh, who all was going to have filled it out. But I hope that you do it. Um, the preaching of the Word of God is going to have even a greater effect in your life. Um, what you're doing when you go through a study guide like that and you read the Word of God and look to answer those questions, you're actually cultiv- cultivating the soil of your heart. Right now, i got a lot of weeds in my garden because I haven't pulled them like I should. And uh, you know what? I thought, you know what? It's good enough. They're, they're already growing. I've got all this stuff growing. It's, I can grow kale like nobody's business. Clint, do you want some more kale? You, yeah, right, you do. <laughs> uh, but I can grow kale like nobody's business, and the weeds, weeds aren't affecting them. But, but you know what? Weeds aren't good, and they probably are drawing on some of that nourishment for some of my stuff. Uh, but you're in Proverbs chapter 1. Let's look at verse, verse 20 of Proverbs chapter 1. We studied the simple person. And you remember how everybody's born into the world simple. That's where we all start. But look at verse number 20. It says, Wisdom crieth without, she uttereth her voice in the streets. She crieth in the chief place of concourse, in the openings of the gates. In the city she uttereth her words, saying, How long, ye simple ones, will ye love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. That's wisdom speaking. Because I have called... And ye have refused, I have stretched out my hand, and no man regarded, but ye have set at naught all my counsel, and would none of my reproof. Then wisdom says, I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh. Now we might say, well, that sounds kind of rude. I think the point of emphasis here that wisdom is making is, you've had every opportunity to be wise. You've known the truth. The truth has been presented to you. What have you done with it? Um, There are consequences for decisions. And as much as we would like to think in our society, we can do what we want, reject wisdom, live like we want, enjoy this period of time in our life, and then we'll get right with God later on. Then we'll follow wisdom someday. Wisdom says, don't count on that happening. You might say that, but most likely you're not going to have a chance. Verse 27, when your fear cometh as desolation, and your destruction cometh as, as a whirlwind, when distress and anguish cometh upon you. That word anguish, you can almost get the sense of it, can't you? You've had it before. Then shall they call upon me, and I will not answer. 
They shall seek me early, wisdom says, but they shall not find me. For they that hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would none of my counsel. They despised all my reproof. Therefore shall they eat of the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. Prosperity to a person who's foolish is their destruction because they find satisfaction in their, in their things. But do things save a person? Can things or stuff save a soul from hell? Yes or no? No. And so the prosperity of the fool actually destroys them. And then it says in verse 33, But whoso hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from the fear of evil. What a blessing. What a wonderful truth. Now you have your hand out there. We're going to make our way through. Uh, You'll notice there on the screen it says the fool. And then it gives a slogan. What do they know? And that's kind of the attitude of the fool. We've gone from the simple person who says... I don't know. Well, what do you want to do? Oh, I don't know. What do you want to do? Uh, oh, where do you want to eat? Oh, I don't know. Now, I don't want to be hard. If you, Some of you here don't know where you want to eat, and I don't want to be hard on you for that. I'm not saying you're simple if you don't know where you want to eat. Um, but the, the simple person just kind of goes along with whoever they're around. Okay. The fool has changed. They've reject, the simple person has rejected wisdom to this point in their life, and now their attitude has changed from, oh, I don't know, to what do they know? And this tends to show up in young people, sometimes in high school age. Now, by the way, I think um, sometimes I think teenagers get a bad rap. Okay. Um, you know, we, we call them the teenage years. And like there should be some sort of an eerie music that's played about that time. Now, I don't think it has to be that way. I really don't. And... Um, for parents who have young people and parents who have teenagers, it's a different stage in life. That's true. But for teenagers, you don't have to be rebellious against your parents. You don't have to be a fool. That's what I'm saying. You don't have to look at your parents and say, what do they know? That's a fool. A fool does that. You don't have to be a fool, right? You can be wise. Heed the call of the wise. And so, In Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 7, it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. What do they know? All right, uh, number one in your handout, we give you the definition. Uh, It says, the definition, I would define it this way, and it's a biblical definition. Someone who despises wisdom and instruction. Someone who despises wisdom and instruction and hates knowledge... Because of their corruption and immorality. Someone who is morally foolish. And the word foolish has the idea of stupid. Now that's not a word we use, okay? But that is a good definition for the word foolish. Someone who's stupid, okay? Uh, That's what the word fool has the idea of. Why is he foolish? Because he trusts in his own heart... And he believes that he's right. Now, the fool rejects God. And the fool resists correction from God and from authority. Now, we should all answer the question for ourselves. How are you and how am I at receiving correction? How, how many of us like to be doing something, maybe we're doing a job, and our authority comes in 
and says, Seth, you're not doing it the right way. It's not going to turn out. Um, Do it this way. How many of us like being told that we're wrong and that there's another way that it ought to be done? By nature, we're not. None None of us like that by nature. But you know that a wise man receives correction? And he'll actually seek instruction. So maybe he's working on something. He doesn't hesitate not to go to YouTube, but to go to somebody who's wise and say, I'm doing it this way. How have you done this in the past? That's a wise man. And by the way, we can certainly apply it to scriptural knowledge and instruction, but we can also apply it to other areas of our lives. Uh, George Freilich is a carpenter. He works in construction and does a lot of different things. I imagine, now George can do a lot of things that I can't do, but I imagine there are some things that George, some jobs he's found himself on or situations or something he's looked at and thought, I wonder how I'm going to do this. And I would imagine there are times where he maybe gets on the phone with a fellow contractor or seeks counsel from another uh, contractor, uh, a carpenter, and says, hey, this is what I'm looking at. What have you done? See, a wise man, it can, be, it can happen in the construction business. It can happen in the uh, mechanics business, right? How do you fix a truck with a bad knock? Well, you remove the hanger, remember? You remove the hanger from the little thing. That was how I fixed that bad knock in my engine. Just move the hanger, and it was great. When it went right away. Or you can do like Lucas Oil treatment or just let it go. But there's a lot of ways to fix the knock. I was able to do it by removing my hanger. Uh, But wisdom would say, seek wise counsel. But a foolish person doesn't do that. They just press on because what do they know? All right. Uh, Don't be that way. Now, you'll notice letter A in your handout there. There are three words, three Hebrew words for a fool in the Bible. Uh, Nabal, which means stupid, wicked, to fall or to make vile. Kasil, which means fat or stupid or silly or a dull person. Evil, which means uh, to be perverse, silly, morally undesirable, despising wisdom and discipline, and mocks guilt. The fool's only authority is himself. Now, there are three kinds of fools in the Bible. Okay, the first one is stupid. Now, you could write down the word foolish there, but it would be the same word as the word fool, right? And so I am using another word. Um, this is not a slang. We use it as slang, right? In our society, we use the word stupid as slang. Uh, sometimes siblings use it when they're fighting, and they shouldn't do that. Or maybe you call it to somebody you don't like. You call them this name. But we're not talking about a slang word here. We're talking about someone, a biblical term that God uses. Uh, a fool is defined as someone who's stupid. They're dull. They're stubborn. Mr. Jex, do you remember when I, you were on the pulpit committee and you asked me in the interview with all the other deacons around, Seth, are you stubborn? And I kind of went, mm. uh, I can be, right? But it would be foolish to be stubborn. It's one thing to be persistent. It's one thing to persevere in the face of hardship. It's another thing to be a stubborn man. Foolish. Foolish. Stupid. That's the definition. Um, Despising those who would help them with no delight in understanding. You're in Proverbs. Look over to chapter 18 for just a moment. Proverbs chapter 18 in your Bibles in verse number 2. Proverbs chapter 18 in verse 2. 
And in these statements that I'm making, I, I'm, I've, thrown a lot, I've thrown a lot of scripture at you because I want you to see very clearly, I'm not making these things up. I'm drawing these things from scripture. Okay, look at verse number two of Proverbs chapter 18. It says, a fool hath no delight in understanding, but that his heart may discover itself. What does he mean by that? A fool hath no delight in understanding. I mean, who would do that? But that his heart may discover itself. You need to find who you are. You need to discover yourself. You need to be all that you can be. It's all about you. And that's the way the fool thinks. He's very interested in being seen. He's very interested in being noticed. Not by everybody necessarily. This is a, a fool is not just somebody who's outgoing. Uh, a fool is someone who he wants to be seen and noticed. And uh, his appearance and popularity are very, very important to him. Now, appearance, popularity, being noticed, are those things that you think of when you think of the Lord Jesus Christ, when he came to this earth? The answer is no. It's not Christ-like. It's foolish. It's stupid. Uh, Number two, uh, we'll go on to the second type of fool, and that is someone who's corrupt. Now, we'll see all of these uh, in our study on this, this person who's a fool. This person's corrupt. They're morally perverted. I've told you before in our society, and I think you know it to be true, uh, by the number of TV shows that we have on our televisions today, whether it be cable shows or even now shows that are on the Internet, uh, uh, moral, moral perversion. Things that are just downright wicked and morally, they're immoral, they're perverse. I can't give you a number off the top of my head, but I've read statistics in the past, and I've given, shared some of them with you, but in certain industries uh, uh, of immorality, uh, especially having to do with pictures and videos, uh, the, the amount of money being made is millions upon millions upon millions upon millions upon millions of dollars. Wow. They wouldn't be able to make that money if there wasn't an appetite for it. And the reality is there are a lot of fools who buy it, who look at it, who indulge themselves in it. You see, it's not just, well, I'm a man, or I'm living in 2018, time of liberty. She doesn't care, I don't care, it's all okay. It's not okay. God has an eternal term, and it's called a fool. Someone who is corrupt, morally perverted, unreasonable, thinking that one can go into that and feed on those things and be okay and it not affect them and not hurt them. It's unreasonable. You're not thinking. You're rejecting wisdom. You're rejecting instruction. You're rejecting the warning. It's, it's unreasonable. They're corrupt. Corrupt speech is another part of that person who's corrupt. They're deceitful. Look over to Proverbs chapter 14 as we draw to a close here this evening. Proverbs chapter 14 and verse number 8. Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 8. 
It says there that the wisdom of the prudent is to understand his way. Now, the word prudent has the idea of to thoughtfully consider the future. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that he worries about the future. Okay? He's not taking thought for tomorrow in the sense of, what am I going to do? He doesn't do that, but the prudent man is taking careful thought for the future. Look there again in verse number 8. Um, but the folly of fools, or the foolishness of fools, the stupidity of fools, is what he's saying here, is deceit. So the fool lives a lie. He believes the lie. He believes that he can do what he wants. What do they know? What does my pastor know? What does my youth pastor know? What does my parents know? I'm starting to run out of air here. What do my teachers know? What does my principal know? What does that wise young person know? What does anybody know but me? I know what I want to do. And you know what? I think I'm okay. I think I can do whatever I want and get away with it. And I'll be just fine. God says, you're corrupt. There's a corruption there. Now, here's the wonderful truth of the Bible. People who are fools, whether it be stupid or corrupt, and I'm not, I'm not saying that using slang, okay, or brutish, and that's the third type of a fool. God can make a fool wise. And I want you to know that. Okay, we're going to get to the wise person later on, like a month and a half or two months from now. It's kind of a long way out, isn't it? You know, I feel bad about that. I've already been counseled by some within the congregation, you know, on how I could correct that. Appreciate your patience. It will be worth it. Studying the Bible is worth it, okay? Don't forget that. It's worth it. Look there at number three, brutish, and we'll end with this one. The word brutish, uh, or the third type of a fool, is a brute. We're not talking about a big, strong guy. No, we're talking about a brute like an animal, like a dog goes back and eats its vomit. You know, I would never say that from the pulpit if God didn't say it from his word. Look there in Proverbs chapter 26. Proverbs chapter 26 and verse 11. Proverbs chapter 26 and verse 11. I want you to see it. We're we're reading God's word. It says in Proverbs chapter 26 and verse 11, As a dog returneth to his vomit, so a fool returneth to his folly. Okay, when you think about a dog going back and eating his vomit, think about that for just a moment. Now, now show me the face that would reflect how you think of that. Come on, show me some faces here. That's a good one, Mrs. Haskins. I'm impressed. That was a good one. All right, some of you won't do it. I don't have any hidden cameras. I didn't have Pastor Burden like put stage cameras to pick up on your faces. But... What's a word that would describe, okay, if you won't give me your face, give me some words to describe what you think when you think of uh, sickening, disgusting, gross, nasty. It's awful, isn't it? It's awful. We don't want to think about it. We're going to end on this tonight, okay? Um, But when you think of that, it is. It's nasty, right? It's disgusting, But in verse 11, he says, he's using it to help us understand how disgusting and nasty 
it is for a fool to return to his foolishness. And that's what he says in verse 11, as a dog returneth to his vomit, nasty, so a fool, so a fool returneth to his folly, his foolishness. It's gross. It's disgusting. It makes no sense. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. We're not sitting here tonight in judgment or in condemnation of all those who return to their folly. I can't believe that they would do that. Have you ever returned to your folly? Have you ever played the fool, the part of the fool? You know, when you're in a, when you're in a Christmas play, you get a part, right? And you get to play a part. Have you ever played the part of the fool in your real life? I have. And you know what it looks like to God? It's disgusting. And I want you to know something. If you've played the part of the fool, or if you are a fool, characterized as being a fool, God can make you wise. You don't have to stay in your foolishness. There's one more verse, and we're done. In in Proverbs chapter 7. Proverbs chapter 7. In verse number 21. Proverbs chapter 7 and verse number 21. It says here in verse 21, With her much fair speech she caused him to yield. With the flattering of her lips she forced him. He goeth after her straightway as an ox goeth to the slaughter. What's an ox thinking about when he's going to the slaughter? The slaughterhouse. You, You know... I went to a slaughterhouse in uh, Pennsylvania. Bulls Creek, Pennsylvania, right? Yeah, Bulls Creek. I'm like, what? Bull Creek? Bull Creek? What? No, Bulls Creek. Okay, Bulls Creek. They used to run the sheriff's deputies out of Bulls Creek. <laughs> like they would shoot at them. Not that long ago. I mean, we're talking, they call it Pennsylvania, right? All right. If you're from Kentucky, no offense. All right. But that's what they called themselves, Bulls Creek, okay, Pennsylvania. There's a slaughterhouse there, and it's owned by a Christian man. And, and there were some men there, and I was an evangelist, and the pastor said, hey, I'd like you to come to the slaughterhouse with me. I, saw, I thought, sure, that's what evangelists do. They do whatever the pastor wants. And so off I went to the slaughterhouse to, to visit some guys and invite them to come out to meetings with, with us that week. We went in the slaughterhouse, and there was blood all over the floor. There were parts of cows all over. Cows hanging, one guy with a sharp knife and a chain mail glove, whittling on the head of a cow, getting all the meat off. And they told me, they said, sometimes the cows don't want to come in. Imagine that. (laughs) They don't want to go in. But you know how they get them in? They just offer them a little bit of something that they want. A little bit of food. And in they go. Some cows go right in. They go right in. Um, And so he likens a fool to an ox that goeth to the slaughter. Or he says, as a fool to the correction of the stocks. Till a dart strike through his liver, and a bird hasteth to the snare, and knoweth not that it is for his life. And I want you to know something. Living life as a fool is, is not to walk in the Spirit. If you'll walk in the Spirit, you'll be a wise person. A wise college student, a wise teenager, a wise young person, a wise mom and dad. 
grandma, grandpa, church member, deacon, pastor. Listen, we don't have to be fools. We can be wise. Wisdom is crying out. And the question is, will the simple person heed the call of wisdom, or will we heed the call of the foolish? Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word. Bless